UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And it's Michigan State Week. Michigan undefeated, 4-0, heading into rivalry week with Michigan State. Well, Andy, what do you think about this one? Well, I think that the the, uh, uh, trophy that was uh, designed in 1953, G-Men and Williams, uh, got that going uh, basically to honor... The fact that in 1953 they let Michigan State into the Big Ten, and so that's never been a big thing in Ann Arbor, although it is nasty to see him, Paul Bunyan, uh, linger in Michigan and Michigan State's possession. As long as he's there, we want to possess that trophy. Michigan State's a rivalry game, and it's a special game. There's not one other one quite like it. It's not a civil war, but it is a very stiff rivalry, and the Spartans have, even when they don't have the best teams, they fight hard, really hard, against the University of Michigan. Morris Hurst said in an interview that I heard him do today that uh, his first game, he he didn't know anything about about the uh, rivalry at first, but in that first game, and he wasn't out of high school too long. He was double, double uh, uh, teamed and took a shot to the chin that he didn't forget. And he knew from then on that it was going to be a fight, and that every game with them is a fight, especially hard hitting. Well, it's funny. Mason Cole mentioned, uh, made a, a similar sentiment. He said that. You know, it's one thing to go down to Purdue and you're kind of disliked, uh, but when you go down to, to Michigan State and you're on the field, you know you're hated. And, um, you know, the other thing about Michigan State is that the crowd is right on top of you. There's not a lot of extra room on the sidelines, and, and it definitely has a has a different vibe. Um, now, I, I consider the Paul Bunyan Trophy to be the ugliest trophy in sports, but like you said, you definitely want to keep it. Um, I have no love for it, considering that uh, a couple seasons ago when I was down there uh, in, in that accursed town, um, which, which honestly I dislike more than Columbus, believe it or not. Definitely have more trouble there than in Columbus. But uh, when Michigan State was putting one of the beatings on Michigan uh, you know, during the Hulk regime, uh, the Michigan State players were, were taking the Paul Bunyan Trophy up and down the line, um, and uh, I got whacked with it. So <laughs> maybe maybe it was a mistake, or maybe they saw me wearing maize and blue. Um, either way, I, I don't have fond memories of Michigan State. Um, you know, I think the big thing that came out of the press conference today, um, you know, it's interesting. Harbaugh made it clear that he wasn't going to talk about injuries, wasn't going to talk about depth charts, you know, several weeks back. But he pretty much volunteered uh, the information that Spate was going to be out not only this week, but multiple weeks, and that John O'Corn was going to be the starter, and that Brandon Peters uh, was going to be the backup. So there yeah, we are. We that, have our we have our quarterback depth chart. That was uh, very interesting, especially the part about Brandon Peters. Must be that Spate's injuries are a lot worse 
not just uh, tissue like it was uh, said at first, that it's turned out to be something serious, and there's uh, speculation he may not be back for the season. Uh, of course, he didn't say that today. He said for for multiple weeks, perhaps, is the way he put it. Uh, you know, the Spartans are uh, a special group of fans. They're different than anybody else. And I will say that their whole mantra of that team is aggressiveness. Look at their symbol. Look at their icon. Look at Sparty. Now, he's about as big and muscular and overbearing and bullish you as know, he can be. You could, you could almost say that he was, he was uh, steroided enhanced. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, they're, they're very tough. They play well against Michigan. They have a special hatred in their hearts. You know, you know, Andy, I got, I got to stop you. You keep using the word special. I mean, do you mean it in the context of special ed because they're at Michigan State? No, they're, they're special because Michigan State has a special attitude, has a different attitude. They, they have always held Michigan up as an example, when anything bad happens to them, they say, well, it's like this at Michigan, too, or uh, something's going wrong at Michigan, you know, they're, they're quick to point it out. I would say that one term that comes to my mind starts with a J and a big J, and that's jealousy. And I think part of it is because in 1953 or before, we did not let them into the Big Ten, and in 1946, we pounded their butt 55 to nothing, and generations remember that, how harmful that was to their pride. So it's a special situation. It's not a civil war. It's just a football rivalry. But uh, we here, I live near Lansing, so I'm exposed to Spartans every day, and a lot of my life, a lot of my knowledgeable football fans, and a lot of them are termites. Well, that, that's pretty, uh, that puts it out there crawling, pretty well. Crawling out of the woodwork whenever they win a game. And sometimes, even when they don't win the game, but they're just feeling good about themselves. So, I like a lot of them. There's a lot of good banter back and forth, and there's some lot of nastiness, too. Well, Coach Harbaugh was, seemed adamant today to not add, uh, to not give any uh, locker room or bulletin board material, um, you know he wouldn't bite on questions about where that stunning loss uh, at the hands of Michigan State that he experienced in his first season as coach ranked, um, which which was interesting. You know it was funny. Um, you mentioned that you, know, you didn't think that Harbaugh was too chatty today, or or um, uh, you know. He, he kept saying, you know, he said several times, sorry, I don't have my list of that. You know, he just kind of deflected, which was kind of funny. Um, and, and it's interesting because, you know, just last week, he came out with in a bi-week press conference, which is very rare, and pretty much expounded on a number of topics. And, you know, I, I wonder, Andy, looking back, he went on and on about, you know, Purdue's facilities and the cheap shot that he perceived on Spade and the officiating. And I think now, um, you know, they had to have an idea by last Monday that Spade's injury was pretty severe. 
okay? I mean, it, yeah. it, it happened on Saturday. you got to believe that, you know, when they got back from, from Ann Arbor, you know, got back to Ann Arbor after the game, that first thing Sunday morning, if not before, he was, uh, you know, being x-rayed and, and being looked at. And, and you know they had to have known that he, that if the rumor on the street is true, that it that it's a, you know, a cracked bone, he had to know that he wasn't going to be back. And looking in retrospect at, at Harbaugh's press conference last week, um, I wonder if it was a masterful misdirection. Because all he said was, well, Spate wouldn't be available this week. And he really didn't say anything because there wasn't a game. So it didn't matter if he was available. Doesn't it surprise you a little that he even held a press conference last Monday on an open week? Well, and that's why I thought it was interesting is that you know, he definitely, you know, I think he was sincere in, in his observations on, on the facilities at, at Purdue. But he's definitely one to drive the narrative. And all the quotes coming out were, you know, how Michigan was leading the charge in calling for standards for for visiting teams and <clears throat> and. The whole spate thing kind of got pushed to the bottom, and uh, so again, I, I think it was interesting. I mean, he, he definitely, you know, he he didn't say much today, but what he said was was important. Um, you can tell that you know, he's very impressed with the defense. What I'm surprised by is that he's not getting more questions about why the offense is sputtering so poorly in the first half of games, and. It, it, it's really funny because everybody keeps kind of pounding on how great the defense is, and it's really, relatively speaking, I mean, the defense is great, but the offense has really struggled in the first half. Um, and, you know, looking at this game, you know, he can say it's the same. They prepare the same way every week, but there, there's an extra little bit of, there's actually a little bit of spice on this game. I mean, I always think back to, you know, this was the you know this was the opponent that he broke his arm against when he was a quarterback at Michigan and you know that that horrible year you know the worst year that Bo ever had at Michigan you know the six and six season was pretty much driven by Harbaugh's injury so he's had a number of bad things happen against Michigan State you know from from himself being injured to uh, you know that that lightning strike on the last play of the game his first season so it's interesting that um, you know he doesn't want to dwell on that he doesn't want to bring that up um, you know I think the the big question is going to be you know we, we've talked back and forth on can Spate will Spate lose his job to injury um, as you mentioned there's there are rumors that he might not be back I mean let's think about this okay we're at game five in the season, okay? We're practically halfway through the season. So if he misses another three or four games and O'Corn does well, um, you know, where does that put him coming back? Um, I mean, I can't imagine I can't imagine him coming back against Penn State, even if it was possible, okay? I mean, after kind of being down for, for you know, three or four weeks, so, you know, again, if, if O'Corn does well, and, and, you know, we'll have to see how this, this works out in the future. You know, we don't know. Um, but it's just interesting that, uh, 
you know, we have all this intrigue at quarterback. Um, and, you know, the biggest question we had a couple weeks ago was, you know, when Spate was going to shake out of his funk. And uh, now it's if O'Corn can show uh, throughout a whole game what he showed last week against Purdue. Well, that's, that's just the question. Because O'Corn has not shown a history of not being erratic at times when he plays football. It's been a problem for him other places and here. I remember the Indiana game, was it, last year? Um, I can't remember. It uh, wasn't stayed out for a game there at Indiana. Yeah. Anyway, I think, I think he was. And uh, uh, the real question in my mind is, a lot of people don't think we're going to miss Spade at all. And I'm not so sure, absolutely sure, that we won't at some point in time be missing him very much this year. Uh, Brandon Peters is a backup, and he's taken no serious snaps yet in a college football game. So if you had to put him in late in the season, when all the other quarterbacks in the league have been developing all year, then that might be a problem. So this is not going to necessarily be a smooth road, but O'Corn doing so well fresh off the bench, which he seems to do, yeah, the question of whether or not when he's got the load on his back and he's had a week down to think about it, and now he's the starter and the game is his, uh, whether he can do as well as he did when he was just sad living in that first performance. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I think he's a good quarterback, and he's a nice young man and everything, and I think he'll do well. But we'll have to, it'll have to become a fact, and then we can enjoy it. But until then, we can't. One other word on Michigan State, too. They must, they must study a lot of botany in that school. Uh, because they are a team that lays in the weeds. They like to manufacture a chip that they can wear on their shoulder and uh, play the disrespect card against the University of Michigan. And Harbaugh has learned uh, from predicting games as a player, that they did win games as a player, he learned to keep the small shot. He's very, very cagey and careful not to say anything that's going to be bulletin board material, you know, contrary to some of the Michigan players at times, uh, kind of bearded the line. Remember Mike Hart and his little brother comments? That stirred those folks up there big time. I enjoyed it, but it still stirred them up big time. Well, anyway, and again, if you're Michigan State, you have to you have to feel pretty good coming into this game. Um, you know, they, they came out and, and beat Iowa, which I was kind of surprised. Um, and considering how dire things looked at the beginning of the season, they have they have righted the ship, at least temporarily, and they're coming into Michigan Stadium playing against, let's, let's face it, a backup quarterback. I mean, this is, for however we feel about Spade and O'Corn, Spade was the starter, and uh, as as you mentioned, um, coming in, you know, knowing you're going to play for two weeks, um, knowing that you're going to play in a really big game, uh, you know, a night game, one of the one of the few that Michigan Stadium has hosted in its history, 
Um, and, and you know that there will be a, a decent contingent of Michigan State fans there. Um, I mean, and, and, you know, we talked about this with the night games. You have all day to think about it. You know, it is not the kind of thing where you wake up and play ball, play football. This is you get up and, and you kind of you stew all day. And you might watch some of the other games. You might hear, you know, what's happening around the country. But you know that everybody in this state and everybody nationally, as far as college football goes, is going to be looking at that game. So it, it's a much different... It's a much different mentality, and uh, and again, if you're the Spartans, you have to be licking your chops. You know, you you, you want to come in here and, and really knock O'Corn, you know, back, um, and then see see what happens from there. I mean, it's it's they're, they're going to see a lot of misdirection. They're going to see a lot of things that Purdue did, the, the, all the misdirection stuff, and they're going to do a lot of blitzing Michigan State. They're going to play an aggressive ball game. And they always have some kind of special preparation for Michigan uh, that they'll they'll put in there. But all in all, Michigan is a 14-point favorite. This may be one that they could cover. They haven't. Uh, I don't care about that because I don't bet on anything. But anyway, they should. Well, they're not quite. They're 12 and a half point favorites, which is almost two touchdowns and 14 percent. One thing that Harbaugh mentioned today that we haven't dwelt upon at all is that he mentioned that they had a very good practices during what he calls the off week. He calls it the improvement week, and that's good to hear too. That they they got they got their nose to the grindstone and they're and they're really really going. And this defense ought to have a chance to key off on a little work a little bit who's a good quarterback. Didn't we break his leg last year? No idea. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, Michigan did. They hurt him last year. Broke his leg. So he probably has some feelings along that uh, way. The other thing that we didn't mention was that the secondary, Harbaugh lauded the secondary. It's improving. Uh, it says they have defended well. And that the secondary is now, instead of a concern, it is a bright spot. And that's nice to hear, too. The other thing I wanted to mention is that Michigan has held its opponents to 3.5 points per second half average. I read that someplace today, and it sounded all right. Uh, when I heard it, but I'm not so sure that it seems like... Uh, could that be true? I guess it is. So. Yeah. Well, and again, I'm not worried about our defense. I, you know, I, I have said, you know, I've gone on the record. I don't see. I would be shocked at any team remaining in the schedule, Penn State and Ohio State included, if they scored more than three touchdowns against our defense. Okay, our defense mm-hmm. is stout. Now. That doesn't, you know, and I'm talking like, you know, 60, 70, 80-yard drives. I don't see them doing that. I don't see our defense getting beat right now like that. question is, will the offense turn it over and, and give the opposing team a short field? And can our offense generate more than two or three touchdowns against a good defense? And I don't know that yet. And frankly, I don't even know if we're going to know that after the Michigan State game. I mean, um, no, but it's the next one up, and, and that's the thing we need to focus on. 
Um, but again, it's you know the, the defense has I think has has proven itself and will continue to prove itself. Um, you know, uh, it's great that Harbaugh says it's a great pra- you know a great week of practice. Um, I kind of roll my eyes. You know, that's great, but you know it doesn't matter. You know, and, and I you know I come back to well, and again I come back to you. Listen, he can say tell us how great Spate looked in practice before he got hurt. But it really matters what we see on the field. And what's interesting to me is, um, again, Harbaugh can talk all he wants, but what matters is what happens on the field. And we have, we're starting to get enough data and enough performances on the field that, that I almost don't even care about practice anymore, unless somebody gets hurt. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have the game against Michigan State, and then, and then we're going to be able to gear up um, and, and, and point toward the, you know, the rest of the schedule. So... Um, I think that, you know, this week we have Michigan State to focus on. I'm looking forward to it. Um, going to be a night game. I, I'm not a big fan of night games. Um, it's funny. The other thing that I thought was funny is that last week Harbaugh said that night games offended his football sensibility, that he really loved mm-hmm. new kickoffs, which is, exactly, which is exactly how I feel. And then this week, uh, I wonder if, if, if somebody in the uh, – the, the the broadcast network said, "Hey, don't don't poo on our game." Um, he, he definitely said, "Oh yeah, night games are great. I I think they're spectacular." And I thought that was kind of a little a little spin on his I don't, I don't like the fact that a certain number of them are mandatory and they're not set by the athletic departments; they're set by um, somebody else. So. Uh, the schools really don't have the kind of input they should have in that. I, I don't like the, the requirement for two night games a year that's in there. So this is a red-letter game. It's a must-win game for Michigan if they want to maintain their goals, their national ranking, if they want to participate in the Big Ten chase this year. They got to knock off Michigan State. I think they have the horses to do it, but things have to go right too. You can't have a lot of stupid errors. You can't have the uh, punch getting blocked or the special team dropping the ball or uh, the defense miscalculating and letting out big plays. And that's the way I think if Michigan State scores, it's going to score. I don't think it's they're going to make long drives and dink and dunk their way. Because I don't think they'll be able to run very well, or at least I'm hopeful that they won't be able to run very well, and I think that's the key to this game. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for umgoblue.com on iTunes. Go Blue!